0: So I get the privilege of uh, sharing with you guys what we're doing. Most of you already know uh, that we are incorporating an Israel study tour into our curriculum. So all degree-seeking students will have the opportunity uh, to travel. Why is everybody laughing? This is making me nervous. Am I fly down or something? <laughs> it's like one of my fears. <clears throat> um, yeah, I just wanted to give you guys, we've talked about it in e-labs, I've talked about it in several of the other classes, but uh, we wanted to officially roll it out for you guys uh, today and uh, extend the invitation and uh, begin to share a little bit more about what the Israel trip is all about, how it came about. Um, <coughs> excuse me, I don't have Corona, so don't worry, it's okay. <coughs> that I know of. Um all right, so the trip this year is going to run from December 27th, 2020 to January 8th, 2021. Um, the design of this trip is based off of our desire uh, and our understanding as a Bible college to take God's word seriously. And as we look at God's word and uh, the emphasis that he puts on uh, out of all the ways uh, that that God enacted redempt- redemption, uh, he chose uh, relational disciple making. And so uh, that's what our school is built around. It's it's part of the, the six semesters you take as a degree seeking student. Uh, you take six semesters of DLAB and the basis of that is building it around the life of Jesus. And so kind of as a capstone project uh, we have built in this Israel study tour. In the future it will be already integrated into our program. This first trip uh, is because of just the, the planning and how it all had to come together uh, is going to be a little bit different. But trips after this, uh, it will have already built, been built into your tuition from uh, your freshman year up through your junior, senior year when you take this trip. So um, anybody that's not a, uh, a, a, let's see, you'd be a, anybody that's a freshman this year, um, this is going to be something every other year we're going to be uh, doing this trip. So. Um, <clears throat> I think it's a neat opportunity. Not only is it a, a capstone experience for uh, D Lab as we follow the life of Jesus, at look at how he made disciples, but it's also, uh, I think, a capstone to your four years here at Bible College. Being able to be uh, in the place where majority of the biblical narrative takes place, be able to to see the land and uh, and to, to walk and to uh, go into towns and, and to be on the Roman roads. Uh, you'll walk on some of those when we're in Israel. So I think it's it's a capstone project. Glenn was sharing just a bit of his experience there. For me, when I went there, I came back and just realized I'm never going to be able to read my Bible the same way again. Um, it, is, it is impactful. So we really want this to be a full experience for you guys, uh, just to solidify your time here at NBC, but then also to send you out uh, as fully equipped disciple makers. So... Um, <clears throat> I, we, we've put together, Jane and I, uh, t- over the last few months, put together a, a promotional video that we wanted to share with you guys. This is on our website, so if you want to share it with others, uh, please do. We've been holding off putting it on social media until you guys got a chance to see it. So uh, this is our five-and-a-half-minute promotional informational video inviting you to join us.
1: God really dwelt among men and he did it on a real piece of geography on the other side of the planet. And I got to go there and see it.
2: He was there, he walked those same places that we were and it just brought it all alive
3: for me. One man changed everything.
0: Jesus said, follow me. I will make you fishers of men. In the book of Galatians, in chapter 4, Paul writes, But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law. Out of all the ways God could have enacted salvation to reconcile sinful and broken humanity back to himself, he chose one, to send his Son, God in flesh, to come and redeem humanity. And out of all the ways he could have done that, he chose relational disciple-making. Discipleship is at the heart of what Montana Bible College is all about. Therefore, we'd like to invite you to join us on a study tour in Israel, examining the life and ministry of Jesus as the disciple-maker.
2: All of this didn't take place in some other reality that's easy to think about sometimes. Having been there, he was there. He walked those same places that we were, and it just brought it all alive for me.
1: Through this experience, I think the Lord challenged me to think more about the humanity of the people in the Bible stories.
4: I know in having taken Bible study methods how important Bible study is, understanding the context, the setting, the audience, the language. Going to Israel is what gives you the setting and gives you the context.
3: I've been to Israel multiple times, and this trip is different. There is more to see and to learn in Israel than a year could exhaust. So what's different? This trip isn't about going to a place. Who is Jesus? What did he do while he was here? Why did God come in the flesh as a man? How are our lives changed as a result?
0: The first three days of the trip will be in visiting Bethlehem, Jerusalem, and the surrounding areas. From there, we'll head north to the region of Galilee. We'll spend the next four days in the area where Jesus was raised, where he made disciples, where he taught and ministered to others. The last three days, we will follow Jesus as he set his face like flint towards Jerusalem, towards his crucifixion, and ultimately his resurrection. Jesus spent his life making disciples. In the Great Commission, he commands those who are his followers or his disciples to go and do likewise, to make disciples who can make disciples. That decision in that life changed the course of human history.
2: It's different from sightseeing in that you really delve into Scripture. You take a look at specific stories and specific sites, and then you play out the story as it would have at that actual site. It's not you go and look at just the archaeological significance or the significance to history, but the significance to your faith and how it should change your life. The trip was centered around Jesus as a disciple maker and teaching us how we should view disciple making in our lives. Whoever sees me should see that I've been with Christ. It was a testimony in itself. Jesus met people where they were. And that's something that I need to be able and willing to do is meet people where they are uh, in their situation. Bringing the Bible to life is just unlike anything else you could do anywhere else in the land of Israel. I think it's a great uh, capstone for the four years at NBC. You get to go with a lot of your classmates and you get to build relationships and strengthen bonds. And then you get to spend time really talking about discipleship and how Jesus did it. And that's what NBC is all about. It's about growing and about learning and it will change your life.
4: If we were ever going to go to Israel, What better way to do it than on a study tour with the people we know from Montana Bible College. So, there's just so much. I would go on that trip again in a heartbeat. It was just a blessing.
3: This trip is a journey. It's not about visiting a place. It's about following a life, the life of Jesus.
0: Come join us in this study tour to Israel to follow the life and ministry of Jesus and learn to be disciple makers as He was. So hopefully that at least piques your interest. Um, What we wanted to do this morning is uh, invited a few folks that have been on the, we we did a pilot trip in 2018 that included a lot of our staff uh, and then uh, some of the community members. You saw some of them from different churches in the area. Uh, And so I've asked our staff and then a former student, Kyle Lockhart, um, Pastor Kyle Lockhart, Um, to come join us and just to share a little bit about uh, the trip from their perspective. And so I have some specific questions I'll be asking them and they'll be answering. And then uh, I'll get into some of the nitty gritty as far as the the details uh, of the trip and what it means for you. So if I can have uh, all those come up and take a seat. Ryan, I wanted to start with you because the Israel trip in itself really has uh, its beginnings um, in a large part in your heart and in your mind. And so I just wanted you to share a little bit of the background of the the genesis of this this trip and experience.
4: All right. Um, Excuse me if I cough, you know that I have got the bug but not the corona bug too. Um, We'll see how this goes. I do want to share just a little bit of a story really with you. It would be um, four years ago in just a couple of weeks that I first went to Israel. Uh, I was one of those people who had always up until that point in my life said, ah, I don't ever need to go to Israel. There's great video resources. There's lots of pictures. I've got commentaries and resources. I don't need to go to Israel. Uh, waste of money. Then I was given an opportunity to go to Israel with Sun Life Ministries, and it was going to be all the expenses paid except my airfare. So I thought, well, if it's going to be like that, you know, sure, I'll go. So I signed up to go on this trip and began preparing. Now, I had no idea at the time when I said I would go what the Lord was going to be doing and the timing of that, and how it was going to impact my life and uh, even actually your education here at NBC. So, four years ago, um, just about right now, in this time of the school year, uh, it was one of those busiest weeks of the entire year. We not only had all of the major stuff going on of of normal MBC life, I was teaching a full slate of classes and had tons of things rolling, discipling students. Um, It was the week that I was going to leave for Israel, and I was set to leave early on Friday morning. So I had a full week of classes to do everything. On top of all that, it was when we were being visited by an accreditation team. We had a team visit, and so... It, it's similar to you know a bank being audited by the bank examiners. You know here we have this accreditation team on site all week. So on top of the normal busyness, all these extra meetings and a lot of pressure there as we're working through stuff. So that was the week. Well, Wednesday afternoon of that week, our former president Jim Carlson called me into his office, and he said, "Ryan, I, I want you to know before you leave on this trip." He said that I'm, I'm going to be resigning from NBC and my job, out hit the floor and I, that I did not see this coming and I was surprised by this. And, and he told me this story about what was going on and, and such. And, um, and then he floored me a second time. He said, Ryan, I think you need to be the college's next president. And, um, I've already told the executive committee of our board that I think that, and now my jaw hits the floor a second time, and so this is Wednesday afternoon at the end of the day. Thursday, I go into the day, and it's an incredibly full day, just like today, a Thursday, I teach applied Bible study methods in the morning, peacemaking all afternoon, chapel in the morning. In between that, I've got these accreditation team visit meetings, where this so I have no time to think all day Thursday. I get home from NBC on Thursday night, I have to pack, I'm at the airport at 4.30 Friday morning. And then there was travel complications and all that, 26 straight hours of travel, during which I got not one single wink of sleep. I do not sleep well on planes or any of that. Plus, I had a whole lot on my heart and my mind. My mind is just spinning. So I get to Israel, having not slept in nearly two full days. And then you hit the ground in Israel, and I'm on a study tour with... uh, 36 people from 22 different countries. So I'm meeting all these people that I've never met in my life, dealing with language barriers and things like that. And you're jet lagged and your schedule is totally thrown off with a big time difference. And the first day there is orienting to Jerusalem and it's the hustle and bustle in the city and it's full. And I'm half asleep, half awake, Mr. Zombie, trying to figure out what's going on. No time to think or process. My heart and my mind are just churning. And we came to the second day of our trip, which is when uh, we took a hike down what's called the Wadi Kelt, which is the road from Jerusalem to Jericho. And it suddenly gets you out into the Judean desert, and it's quiet. And you're walking down a path, much of it in single file. You saw a couple of pictures on that video of that. And you could hear birds. And for the first time since getting the news from Jim, I was starting to process, what does all this mean in my life? What does this mean? And um, we stopped partway down, and there was a teaching about Jesus priorities in his ministry and as a as a leader what were Jesus priorities and I was given some time to reflect what are my priorities as a leader and suddenly I'm thinking about that in a different way than I've thought about it before going well what does my future hold as a leader surely they wouldn't really pick me to be the president I hope not is where my mind is at at the time and uh, processing that I don't know how to describe for you, I've not been in this place in many times in my life, but I felt such an emotional weight on me at that time that it felt like a physical weight on me. I don't know how else to describe it other than it felt like I was literally packing a bulldozer on my shoulders. It was just this huge, oppressive weight And I I knew I've got to talk to somebody, and here I'm with all these people I don't really know, and the the one person I knew on the trip was um, Joel Zabrowski, who has Sun Life Ministries, who had invited me to come on this trip and help help make that possible. And after that teaching time, we get hiking back down the trail, and I find myself for the first time in two days able to actually, I was walking next to Joel suddenly, and, and he says, hey, Ryan, how's it going, and what's going on, and... I just began to share with Joel a little bit of what's happening, and and then we got interrupted. And another person started talking, and the conversation changed, and and I didn't get a finish, and I, I was left with this weight just hanging on to me. And we got down to the uh, end of that trail where Jericho is, and Jericho's down in the The valley where the Dead Sea is, the Jordan River, comes right by Jericho, as you know, and then empties into the Dead Sea. And um, we, from Jericho, went down to the Jordan River, where Jesus was baptizing people, where he was baptized. And um, we get to the Jordan River, and there's another teaching time there, and it's about Jesus' baptism and all that's going on. And I won't go into tons of detail with you, but... um, I'm sitting there hearing this teaching there and um, God was using that story of Jesus' baptism and what God the Father spoke to God the Son there uh, to start doing something in my heart. I had no idea what, but something was happening and it wasn't normal for me. Uh, I actually journaled about that. Later that day, I tried to write that down. So I want to read you just a snippet of this journal. There's multiple pages that I'm not going to read for you because of how much I poured out my heart here, but I'm just going to try to give you a snapshot. Um, so this is April 4th, 2016, about four years ago. This is what I wrote, in just a little piece of it. Um, I said, a lot of emotion was churning in me. Mel, who's the teacher, he says, Mel was wrapping up and was praying but I just felt like I had to talk with him. I didn't even know what I would say. He prayed, and everyone started dispersing. I headed toward Mel and waited for another guy to finish for a moment. Then I said, Mel, what did you mean about other people thinking you were five steps ahead of where you really were? He explained a bit more of his story, being thrust into ministry so quickly because he was a good kid from a good home, seemed able to handle it, and how on the inside he wasn't near as mature as people thought. And he looked at me and he said, why do you ask? I said, well, I guess I'm not quite like you in that I, I do feel like I know what it is to feel the Father's pleasure. That's something he's talking about, God the Father and God the Son. I felt like there was a clear place for me in ministry under my dad. I had served pastorally with my dad. Uh, I said, I had my earthly father giving me that authorization and letting me run with it. But my dad's gone now. He died about 10 years ago. Mel could see that I was really emotional. And he said something like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I realized that he thought I was processing some fresh grief about my dad. So I said, no, 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 that's not it. I said, I've been at Montana Bible College for the last nine and a half years under two different presidents, both of whom I've respected and learned from. And both of those men have been kind of like fathers to me. And this powerful emotion came up in me, and I just couldn't speak. Tears were running down my cheeks. I tried to take a breath to speak, but it would have just come out as a huge sob. I was fighting for control of my emotion. And, of course, Mel had no idea why. I got out the words, sorry I'm so emotional. He said, it's fine, it's okay. The tears kept coming. I couldn't stop them. I couldn't speak for many seconds. Finally, I was able to say, I've been able to continue moving forward under these two presidents, and I've really respected both of them. But shortly before I left out on this trip, our president confided in me that he will be resigning. My emotions were getting out of control again, and I had to stop. Mel thought that was it, and he said something like, oh, that's so hard. I said, no, no, that's not it either. It's that he wants me to step into that role in his place, and that just feels really big. If I step into that role, I might have to do some really hard things. Tears are streaming down my face. My nose is running. I'm a mess. Mel said, Ryan, do you feel God's pleasure in you? Bam. I couldn't talk again. Finally, I said, I feel like I used to, but that right now I've just been acting on pure obedience, doing what I know is right. Mel said, and you need the confidence to act boldly, knowing that this is the place God has made for you and that he is pleased with you. This was it. Tears are running down my cheeks again as I write about this ten hours later. Mel was able to encourage me that I will be able to act boldly. I will be able to not be paralyzed by the the what-if-the-whole-ministry-blows-up fear because I'll know that it is all God's ministry anyhow. And if I'm walking in his light and he is with me, there's nothing that can't be done. I kept expecting some voice from heaven or something, but it never came It was time to get back to the bus, and other leaders were calling the stragglers to come. I headed to the bus, still wiping tears and feeling like I just needed an hour to go and cry. Later, as I found time to write, I again expected some kind of powerful thing to happen to confirm in my heart what God wanted, but nothing happened. Rather, God began to use every place we went for the next 10 days of that tour to challenge and shape my heart. There were multiple times when God brought me to places where I said yes to him. He took me from a place of great turmoil and brought me to a place of great peace. And I can tell you that was just my own experience of uh, what God did in me over a 10-day study tour in Israel. He really needed to do some work in Ryan Ward to get me from being the Jonah guy who wanted to run from an assignment that seemed really scary to me and really big to get me to a place of saying, okay, God, whatever you want of me, here I am. I'm willing to do it. But more than just my personal experience of that was then the way that God just used every place we went to start helping me see Scripture in a whole new light, to help me see the places we were going and what was happening. And I came back from that trip with not only... God having worked in me personally in some pretty powerful ways, but also with a strong conviction that our students at Montana Bible College need to be able to experience the life and ministry of Jesus as disciple-maker in this kind of a way. It's an immersive experience. Remember, I thought that I could be okay by just watching videos and looking at pictures and reading commentaries, and I came away from that thinking, Uh, I was so wrong about that. I want all of our students here to experience that same thing. And so as I began to talk with others about that, and as the Lord then ended up leading me into the presidency here, it was a burning conviction in my heart that this is something that we should do. And as I began approaching our board of directors about it and our other leaders about it, there was nobody who was saying, "Eh, I don't think that's a good idea. Everybody was saying, Yes, we need to do this as a school. And so we began taking action steps toward it. And uh, here it is. It's a reality. At at this point, we've already taken our first pilot trip. It was really cool how the disciple-making process worked in that a guy from Sun Life Ministries, who's a major disciple-maker, Joel, brought me to Israel for the first time. And then I got to turn around and bring Micah to Israel. And together, the two of us, Got to be discipled by Joel and one and his mentor in leading a trip. and so they let us in on the inside and helped us, we sat in on all their leadership meetings and they helped us understand their process of leading it and all that. They discipled us in the process, Mike and I, and then turned around and helped us plan for our own pilot trip, which Mike and I were able to lead. And others of our staff went along, and now Micah is in the driver's seat leading all of this. And so it's been fun to watch disciple-making in action, even as we put this trip together.
0: There we go. Good. Thank you, Ryan. Um, Next, I wanted to ask Kyle, as a a recent graduate, uh, just about his experience, both from the student's perspective, but uh, as you have gone on and uh, have taken full-time ministry position, just the impact the Israel trip had on you from both perspectives.
1: Um, And for those of you that don't know me, I'm Kyle Lockhart. I'm the senior pastor out of Manhattan Bible Church, and I know a number of you attend out there. Uh, Two quick, before I answer Micah's question, two quick freebies. One, Big Sky Bible Camp do that this summer. It's awesome. That was summer 2018 was Israel. Summer 2019 was Big Sky Bible Camp for me. And it was just a great experience. So if you are able to do that, please do. And second, if you do go on the trip to Israel, do not fly through Iceland. That is, I I can share greater details about that. Um, Ryan's trip of not sleeping for 26 hours included me almost being stuck in Iceland for the entire Israel trip so don't do that um, and don't do it coming back either it was equally terrifying um, so Micah's question about how uh, as an alumnus of NBC I had graduated about a year and a half before we went on the trip had been in full-time ministry for about a year at that point and so the impact that it had I think first of all it really tied together I think capstone is a really good title for this trip it tied together the entire NBC curriculum and experience Um, As you know, going through school here, you take a number of exegetical classes on scripture, and like Bob Brannon said in the video, the context is Israel, at least for most of it. And so while you're reading about Jesus walking from point A to point B, or being involved with this group of people, or going to that place, or you read about David and Goliath fighting in this valley and so on, all of a sudden those things come to life, and so I felt that it did a good job of tying all those classes together. Likewise, there's a class that's offered here, at least it used to be, an elective on geography of Palestine. And we watch Ray Vanderland walk all over Israel and teach people from place to place. But to go to those places is just so much different than to see it on video, like Ryan said about having commentaries. And, you know, YouTube is great, uh, but it's just not the same as being there. There are smells, you know, your olfactory sense has a greater connection to your memory than any other thing. And so reading, writing, watching, touching is not the same as smelling. And being in Israel and smelling the smells of the place is one of the things that sticks with me. Um, And having been to other parts of the Middle East before, it was really striking how familiar it was. Um, Then discipleship, obviously, the D-Lab classes, you spend time going through these classes and, and learning uh, about discipleship, about Christ's method of discipleship. I think Robert Coleman's book is still used in the evangelism and discipleship class here, the Master's Plan of, of discipleship, and it's those things just come to life because you experience the model that Jesus used, the way that he engaged with people, the uh, pace at which he did discipleship, which was really um, impactful. I think the pace of life on the trip was really Uh, something that came home with me. Obviously, you're moving around a lot and you're busy and you go from spot to spot and you ride on the bus and you get there and you walk around and do a hike or or have a teaching moment, but you still get to experience the fact that Jesus' life was much slower than ours. Um, And he used every moment of it well. I think time stewardship is kind of the term that I would use. He goes from place to place and, and all these travels, he's engaging with people. In the community, he's engaging with his disciples. In teaching, he's spending time with them and leading them. They're watching his example. He's giving them opportunity to put into practice what they're learning. And so the, the pace at which discipleship occurred uh, really stood out. I think we're quick to put aside 30 minutes or 60 minutes on Friday morning over coffee, or we're quick to have a meal together once in a while and call that discipleship. But Jesus' life was immersed in relationship with people. Uh, especially those that he was closest with. and It's a practice that we need to grow in just as Western Christians. We're so disconnected uh, and we compartmentalize discipleship from life and we compartmentalize discipleship from Christian maturity and these other things. And so uh, that was really striking. I remember we were standing on top of, I guess it was Mount Ebal and looking down and Andre, who was our tour guide, who by the way, if he's gonna be the tour guide this next time, no offense, you'll learn more from Andre than from Micah, I promise. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thanks, no, I'm not, Kyle. that's true. <laughs> um, he was pointing out this trail, this, the, 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 ter- the topography and how if they had come from over here, they would have walked down through this valley and come this way and gone to this village down here and then made their way up there, and you're standing up on the top of this mountain looking at it and realizing that would have taken forever. I mean, you know, I can get back to Manhattan in 25 minutes, driving, it would have taken days and days and days to cover anything close to that distance, but Jesus was never in a rush, and he was always concerned about the people he was with, and so that really uh, helped tie together the discipleship element of my time at MBC. I think the last thing I'll say then is ministry prep. If you're going into pastoral ministry in particular is what I'd speak to as it's already been said, the context and understanding the locations, uh, even just, I'm preaching through the Gospel of Luke right now, and we got to Luke chapter 2, and you read about Jesus' parents leaving him in Jerusalem and having to go back. I thought in my mind, oh my goodness, I would hate to have to walk back up that Wadi Kelt, especially if there were a trail of people coming back toward me, you know, just saying excuse me for 26 miles, walking back to Jerusalem, and it just puts things into perspective. It, it makes it real. Um, so I do think it's been helpful both as a graduate of NBC and as a pastor uh, and hopefully not this time, but hopefully in the future, I'll be able to go back on another trip. Good.
0: Thank you, Kyle. Um, Next I wanted to ask Larissa uh, who is also an NBC grad and actually spent two semesters in Israel before our Israel trip, just her experience and what made this trip unique.
2: Okay. Um, there are several things that make this trip unique. Um, one of them is just the focus you spend on the New Testament. Uh, my time in Israel, I like, I like I said, I spent two semesters over there, and I think between the two semesters combined, if we spent more than two weeks on anything New Testament, the whole New Testament, all of it, that, that would surprise me if it was more than two weeks. And here with this trip, you go and you spend about two weeks solidly in the New Testament, and not just in the New Testament, But on the life of Christ and not just on the life of Christ but on how Christ did discipleship. So I don't think you can find a more specific trip going to Israel. Um, You look back over the 2500 years of Israel's biblical history and you are looking at specifically three years about and then maybe with a historical context of about 80 surrounding that. Um, so it just, it's really specific, and you really get to go, and you get to study through the Gospels, and you get to study Jesus' interaction um, with people, and with different groups of people, and how he used his discipleship with the disciples, um, the 12, and then the broader 70, and then whoever else was following him, and then wherever he was, whatever region he was in, how he worked with the people that were around there.
0: Good. Thanks, Larissa. And then finally, I just wanted to to ask Jenny um, to bring some of her perspective. She'll be going on the trip, co-leading the trip this time. So, uh, Jenny, just kind of your perspective and impact the trip had on you specifically.
3: Sure. Um, I guess one of the first things, just talking about the community and relationships. Um, You guys have some really solid relationships with each other as well as for, for some of the staff and leadership that are going and so having that kind of connection where we've had so many conversations with one another, you know, depending on, um, on, on who's going and, and just with each other, the opportunities as students to go together after you've just studied for so many years these same things, there's, there will be even a richness that what you'll get out of this material and this study that, that even a community member won't be able to get. And so, again, the capstone idea of that and, and being able to go with one another, even though this is kind of the the first year and, and there may be a potentially a smaller contingent of students, uh, consider that. Um, if you're thinking of strongly going, encourage one another on the community aspect, that side of it. On the other side of the community aspect, we had different members of, we had a member of the board, we have different members of people within our community and different churches. And the perspective and and the opportunity to build relationships uh, with some of these other community members was amazing. We had generationally, we had kind of across the board, um, from current student to alumni to, to staff in just different ages. We had um, an MSU student. We had uh, that we had you know some some folks in their later years. Kyle's dad went 70. with him, 70. seventy, yeah. And so just the rich richness of their walk with the Lord and getting to glean from that as well is, is extremely rich versus going with just a group of peers. And so the relationship building opportunity is amazing. And then you may resonate with one location more than another. And the last thing I'll mention is just how Northern, Northern Israel in the Galilee region was just so impactful for me. Some people love the hustle and bustle of Jerusalem and, and the city. For me, getting to sit on the shore of the seas of Galilee and letting the waves like come up on my feet and getting to swim in it and be on a boat out in the waves rolling and thinking in a word, Jesus calmed this. I mean, one day it was, it was so windy. Ryan was trying to teach on the, on the windward kind of side of the, of the shore and notes were flying. Our hair was all over the place. And, and just to, to imagine that and see that that's where he walked all around. And, um, we went to a, a site in Magdala where very likely Mary Mary Magdalene came from. And there was a recently in the past number of years, a synagogue from the first century has been unearthed. And the amount of color and the preservation of some of the, the ruins is incredible. Just to see the, the, the beauty of that synagogue and, and just even the working cistern that's still working that they've been able to to unearth is was just incredible. It's like, I bet there's a really good chance that Jesus taught here that he sat here in the seat in this synagogue and taught and then walking from there and walking onto the road the romans road which connected magdala with capernaum and and these other areas it's like i there's there's nothing between me and these in these stones and um so that's again just incredible to 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 put in into your mind's eye just like kyle was saying jesus walked and he taught and he discipled and what does that look like in our lives? Um, so, that was
0: very impactful for me
3: as well. My hair
0: was not no, <laughs> your beard might have been maybe. <laughs> awesome, thank you. Can you guys give a hand to all of our? <clears throat> so we have a. Uh, we're kind of running short on time, but I wanted to give you a little bit of the nuts and bolts of the trip and what it. What it means to you as far as uh, the financial implications and all of that. So um, I have a PowerPoint to help us. The estimated cost breakdown of the trip. So what I've done is just full disclosure. uh shown you the, the cost of what it actually takes for us to, to uh, conduct this Israel trip. So room and board. This is for hotel stays. We're going to be at three different hotels. One... To, yeah, three different hotels. This includes all of your food, so when you're in Israel, everything is taken care of. Um, <clears throat> it also includes things like gratuity, so this is uh, the tips. Uh, we have a tour guide uh, to, to be able to access some of the places that we're going to uh, and to be able to give us a lot of the background information. Andre is going to be our tour guide, and he is like a walking uh, encyclopedia of biblical information. Um he just unloads. He is not a believer. Uh, he is a Jew, but he is an, uh, he is an atheistic Jew. So he doesn't, he doesn't hold to Judaism, but he is a Jew. Um, and, but at the same time, he allows us then, and he's very um, flexible with us to, to incorporate our teaching time. So, uh, and he's just kind of a funny guy. So it goes to his tips. That's where he earns most of his wages. We tip the bus driver, the hotels, the staff for the meals, and all that kind of stuff. Um, the administrative fee, this is just on NBC's side of things, uh, that allows us to put all the logistics together uh, to make this trip happen. Materials fee, you uh, saw a picture, but we have about 130, 150-page notebook, workbook that you will be working through on the trip. And the beauty of that then is you take it with you and it's a resource that you will, uh, you will have with you uh, going forward. And then travel fees, these are things like taxi rides to and from the airport, uh, those kind of things. And then airfare, and this is estimated airfare. So that brings the total of trip to about 4,600, right? So heart palpitations, it's all right, just breathe in a bag, you'll be okay. Um, But what I want to say is, is that we recognize that you're poor, broke college students, right? And you're going to school for ministry, and ministry doesn't you're not gonna make a lot of money doing it. So um, we are doing our best to help uh, help you meet these costs as effectively as possible. Uh, so these are some of the ways in which uh, MBC is working on your behalf to make this trip more affordable. So for students, these are students that are taking the um, D-Lab, so this class, the trip is gonna be associated with uh, D-Lab 406, so F- SF406. Students that are taking and enrolling in that class to take it for credit, uh, the administrative fee, the $180 is dropped from your trip cost. Um, We are also, because we're bringing a group of students and we're going to try and bring some community members, we're going to pursue group airfare. So that should hopefully knock anywhere from about $100 on up, depending on the kind of deal we can get. Um, Support raising. Uh, We want to provide the opportunity for you guys to raise support because this is in addition to your uh, education. And so we're providing an opportunity for you to to raise support, but we don't want to just say, hey, good luck, go raise some support. Uh, We do see this in line with something like a missions trip because it's preparing you for the mission that God has called you when he brought you here for ministry beyond NBC. Uh, so to help you with that, this is just a, uh, a rough draft of it, but we're drafting a NBC, an official NBC. This will be on NBC letterhead. We'll, we'll, we'll provide the envelopes. If we get enough people, we can do a bulk mailing. Um, so if you have enough, indif- so we'll send it out for you. You can customize this how you want uh, and uh, send it out for to raise support for the trip. <laughs> Excuse me. Um Along with that, we will also be establishing a tax deductible account uh, for the trip. So anything, anybody donates the trip is tax deductible. Uh, That's important because a lot of people will tend to give where they may not give uh, if they get a tax uh, deduction for it. So it will be tax deductible. Uh, And then also your tuition for the SF-406 that you have to pay anyway to graduate, uh, we will be counting that towards the cost of your trip. So that's, that'll be $512 that will automatically be going to your trip. And then this is the other one that we're really working hard for you. This trip is open to students. It's built for students, but we want to include community. Uh, we, we just see the benefit of connecting our students with churches. NBC is here to, to, uh, to build up. And uh, the body of Christ in its local setting, local churches. And so we're inviting other churches. We're inviting ministries. uh, We're inviting friends and family, your friends and family. Anybody can go. Uh, The minimum age requirement is 15. But anybody from 15 on up, because it is a college level class, is welcome to come. Uh, And we would encourage you. I would encourage you, if you're thinking about going, to promote the trip because that hundred, part of that $180 administrative fee is to offset student costs. Right? So a portion of the, what the community is going to pay is going to go into the account to reduce the overall cost for all students going. Okay? So the more we get community folks going, the cheaper the trip is going to be for you all. So we are definitely working hard to try and uh, make this as affordable as possible. Uh, And then we also have some fundraising avenues that we're pursuing uh, through donors and supporters, alumni of the school, asking them specifically to consider uh, donating to the cost of of, uh, allowing and permitting and um, creating room for students to go who couldn't otherwise afford it. So um, a lot of different avenues. <clears throat> so if we were to take all that into account, uh, total trip cost, $4,600, administrative fee, $180 deducted from that, your tuition deducted from that, the reasonable number of, if you're wondering for support raising, is about $3,908 of support or your own uh, contribution. That's what you're going to need to raise for this trip. Now, that's not taking into account uh, less the 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 support that you raise, and then also the, uh, the community administrative fee that goes in. So the, we have up to 40 spots available, and if we fill a, a majority of those with community folks, each community person that registers, a portion of their registration goes to help offset your costs. So depending on how many community folks uh, go, it will help bring down the overall cost of your trip. So encourage other people to go on this trip. Right, you can post the video. We'll make it available. It's on our website. It's on our uh, YouTube page uh, under Montana Bible College. And to share that link on social media, let people know. Invite friends and family. I would encourage you, uh, if at all possible, to go with family. Um, the first time I went was amazing uh, with Ryan. Just being in the in the, in um, in Israel and experiencing it. But it was so much more valuable going with my wife the second time I went. Uh, and just being able to, to talk about and to process through with her and to have kind of a life-changing experience uh, together strengthened our, our marriage for sure. So uh, dates and deadlines, things you, you may need to know. Start planning now. Uh, you can talk to Jenny or. or or myself about uh, if you're interested in going on the trip, again, this is specifically for uh, juniors and seniors who are taking SF-406. What if you're not a junior or senior? It is open to other students, like uh, one-year certificate (laughs) students uh, or students that are auditing, but that will be the community cost, right? Because the, the, the difference is you're auditing this class at this point. This is a class, and if you don't go as a registered student, a degree-seeking student, then you will be auditing it. Does that make sense? So for the students is where that $180 uh, gets removed and the community cost goes to it. So uh, talk to us if you're interested in going. It's not just for junior and seniors. Uh, It's open to almost everybody. If you're a sophomore, uh, then we would just ask you to wait. Your time will come. So just hang in there.
4: Can you just address the future of the funding yep. piece that you're doing
0: that Yep. Program? Yep. So, what Ryan's referring to is this trip. Um, what the board has uh, graciously allowed is, is to, to make it reasonable because we understand doing this trip is. Is a, is a far reach for most of you. This is another semester of school essentially, and we recognize that. So to ho- help offset that, what the board has done is um, after this trip, every trip going forward, it is already built into our curriculum. So from this time forward, you will have already paid for the trip by the time you become uh, by the time you get to SF406. So if you're a freshman, Or, yeah, well, if you're a freshman at this point, because by the time you get there, we're going to be doing them on an every-other-year basis. And so it will have already been built into uh, your time here at NBC. So after this, uh, all students will have access to go to this trip with no extra charges included. So kind of a cool benefit of being a part of NBC. Um, So... We just want to encourage you to promote this trip to others. The more community members, the cheaper it gets for you guys. Uh, And the the support letter I gave you a picture of, we're working on uh, language updating. It's got to go through a few more uh, channels to make sure everything's uh, everything's worded properly. Uh, But that's going to be available by March 31st. And then uh, we, will do, uh, we will have a mailing date, which will be sometime probably mid-April, where if we get enough, we'll do a bulk mailing, which is a discounted rate. Uh, and then the, the cutoff date, so to, to know if you're going on the trip, you need to have sufficient funds by September 1st, right? Uh, so that's after your registration here. We will do, be doing the registration for the class at registration, but then uh, you need to have your money Kind of in order at that point, that's the cutoff date for uh, the trip. So, the reason I give that to you one, so you know, but two, so that you can put that in uh, with your support letter and letting supporters know. So, all right, we are slightly over, and so everybody in my D lab class, you're late. Um, let, me, let me close us and then I have information here. If you want more information, it's a flyer and then it also gives a detailed uh, itinerary that we will be doing. Our itinerary just explaining where we're going to be going uh, and the importance of it. So let me pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity um, to even be able to offer uh, an experience like this. And Lord, we know that it is expensive, but Lord, we also know that you own the hills on which a thousand cattle live, and it's not a big deal for you, Lord. And so, uh, God, you have directed us this direction. Uh, Lord, you have provided opportunity. Uh, We have brought it before the board, men of wisdom. And uh, Lord, it just, you have opened opportunities again and again. And so, I just pray, Lord, that you would lead those. Uh, that you would be calling to to go on this trip um, and that it would be a blessing it would encourage not only reinforcing their time here at NBC uh, but just making them excited about what you would have for them in the future and so Lord we just pray your hand in and through all of this to Jesus's name and your glory amen